Welcome to another episode of Called Bank Sports. Uh, last week, we talked about ranking the West. We thought that was a lot of fun. We're still kind of in that at dead area of not a ton of news unless you want more Ben Simmons videos. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're going to go and talk about the East. But first, before we do that, uh, I, I kind of hinted at that we wanted to run a fantasy league. Um, we're not sure, like, I'm... I'm we're not sure like what price we're going to offer the winner or anything like that. But we did want to ask you a question. Like first, if we, if we have a fantasy league, are you interested in joining it? And second, we're debating between uh, running the fantasy league on ESPN and running it on an app called sleeper, which uh, Nate and I think it's a cool app. Uh, we both like um so let us know uh we're excited for it we think it'll be a lot of fun and yeah it's it's exciting to plan for the season have that draft is like to get going but with that being said let's hop into the east we don't talk about the east much on this channel because we focus on the jazz so um i don't know what do you have any (laughs) initial thoughts before we try to like rank these teams i think this is this might even be harder to do than the west yeah, no, I think it's going to be harder. I mean, I think that if you had more knowledge, you might be able to pick these a bit better. But basically, I mean, we're looking at end of season seeding, right? So before we get to it, I'm basically of the mindset that no matter where they're at, even if they're the eighth seed, a healthy Brooklyn Nets is going to win the title. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously last year and like, I totally get that Milwaukee played their guts out in that series, but I don't think anyone can really say that if James Harden or Kyrie Irving is healthy to play along with Kevin Durant, that um, that they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So we're going to get to the play-in, but basically this is me just dreading the Nets. No matter where we see them, this is me dreading the Nets. Okay, and, and before we get into who we think will be in the play-in, Nate and I talked before we started recording, and we've opted. Uh, we're saying Detroit. They have no chance. They're probably. I think their strategy this season is to tank again and hopefully get another talented piece to uh, pair with Cade Cunningham. Orlando is out, and Cleveland is out. Um, I, 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 they don't even have trade assets to make win now moves right now. So unless everyone in the East gets injured, they don't have a shot. I mean. I feel like everyone in the East would have to opt out, not even get injured. But that's um, that's a pretty harsh take. So yeah, then we we're looking at as kind of the fringe teams. I think we decided it on the Toronto Raptors, the Chicago Bulls, the Washington Wizards, um, Indiana Pacers, and Charlotte Hornets. So, I mean, they're like. Toronto is just a really big wild card. And I personally want to lean. I think that if we're ranking best teams that they're going to be in there over Indiana, um, you know, over Washington, but because we're not just ranking best teams and we have to look at all the stress that might go into it with COVID and how that could greatly impact their season. I am kind of inclined to leave them on the outside looking in. I I don't want to, like, I I I hope I'm wrong. But I am more inclined to put them out there 
um, and put them at around the 11 or 12 spot. Yeah, and and the other team that I immediately jumped to for that 11-12 spot are the Wizards. And yeah. The reason why they're tough is like they really don't, like everyone looks at them and they really only have Bradley Beal. But I think one sneaky move because uh, there and everyone's been talking about Bradley Beal for trades and the Wizards just go and rebuild. The Wizards have been making moves to try to rebuild around Bradley Beal. And they just traded Westbrook and they got a lot of good role players to fill the roster. So they don't have a ton of like star talent, but they have a pretty deep roster. And that's something that if Bradley Beal goes off and, and I think we both agree that he's a little bit overrated, but he definitely has that yeah. talent there that he could go off with a good roster around him. A couple guys step up. They might sneak into those playing games and maybe even sneak into the upper ends of the play playing games. But I don't We There's nothing to base that off of. And the Bulls are like another team that we don't have much to base off of either. But well, when you look at the fact that you could make an argument that if Donovan Mitchell just shot three to four more shots a game, he could actually be averaging more points a game than Bradley Beal. And you look at the fact that part of the reason Bradley Beal puts up so many points is because he's carrying his team. It really just kind of like squashes the narrative. Like, yes, he's a very good player. But being a good player on a good team is a lot harder than being a good player on a bad team. Because if you're the only one with the ball, you're obviously going to score a lot of points. So I yeah. do really agree with you on putting them on the outside looking in. Um, I'd probably stick them 12 and Toronto 11. And I think the next one that I'm putting, I think I'm putting Pacers 10. Um, I know that they have Carlisle, a new coach. Um think you mentioned that they have some injury issues and really they're kind of, I put on the inside looking out, but I could honestly see Indiana falling out of it completely and Toronto taking their spot. Yeah. And, and with these bottom few teams, well, I, like it's really in tears. We can see them go like how injuries work. If one player gets hot, that could be enough to move the Raptors or the wizards up to this 10 spot. And yeah. but I, I agree with you. I like the Pacers at 10. Um, TJ Warren is hurt. Uh, it's a fractured foot. So um, they don't really have a timeline on it. I think the overall expectation is he'll miss uh, a good chunk of the first part of the season, but he'll probably still play 80 plus percent of the season overall. Um, if he comes in healthy, has an awesome year, he's kind of an on and off player. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's not uh, with Brogdon and, um, Miles Turner and, and like they have a decent squad when they're all, all healthy. So they're another one that could even jump higher. But like you said, injury problems and like it's not like they're in like a lot better than the Raptors or a lot better than the Wizards or anyone else. So I'm happy with them at 10. Yeah. And then we're looking at this. And I mean, obviously, we're not going to put the 76ers, Nets, Bucks, Hawks. Um, or Heat in the play-in, I think is kind of what we decided. I'm inclined to not include the Celtics in there either. So that leaves us with who? That leaves us with, so we have 10-9, that leaves us with the Knicks, and who else? I lost. The Knicks, the Bulls, and the Hornets. Knicks, it, yes, if, the Bulls. If we're, if we're moving the Celtics up to to top six. And, and we, we can definitely discuss the Celtics and where they're going to fall. Um, I think the Bulls, sheer talent-wise, are going to have to be a top eight team. 
Um, I'm predicting the Knicks to fall off this year. I just feel like last year was a bit of a fluke, and they didn't really do a lot to get better. Um, Hawks are going to have a much better season, I think, after everything we've seen. Um, Heat kind of had a bunch of weird COVID stuff going through their organization. So I think I, I think I'm putting Hornets at number nine. Really? And like, yeah. And LaMelo ball could definitely, I mean, he was injured a bit last season. Right. And they had some injury issues there, but I feel like I'm kind of between bowls and, um, Bulls and Hornets for that spot. And I think that the Bulls just have more talent. <laughs> and talent definitely doesn't win you championships all the time, but it does get you higher seeds typically. That's fair. Uh, they they Their talent is also more experienced overall. Uh, when yeah. the, the Hornets, the best player, I, I think their best player right now is LaMelo Ball. Um, Hornets I mean, Gordon fans, Hayward's if, if, if you disagree good. with like, me, go for it. Like, but. um, like nobody at me in the in the comments. I know we're a jazz podcast, but Gordon Hayward's still playing really good. If he's able to have a healthy season, like he's going to be a solid piece next to Lamelo Ball. And and they have Terry Rozier. Uh, they uh, I like their team. Uh, it's just when you're when your franchise cornerstones are rookie, it's really tough to go anywhere. Um, yeah. But I, I, uh, thinking about it though, like. The Knicks just had a great year last year. I agree they're probably going to fall off. I don't think they're going to fall off so much as down to nine. The yeah. Bulls, this is their first year together, but it's a much more experienced team. And, and Zach, Levine, Zach Levine, I think, is probably the best, at least offensive player on the Bulls. Yeah. And he's better than LaMelo also. I'm, yeah, talking it through, let's put the Hornets at nine. Okay. Um, and But honestly, like, Seven through ten, it's all the same. That's the same tier of just your your playing team in in that range. You, you might get home court, and you might only have to win one game, but you're still a playing team. You're right. So that leaves us to Bulls and Knicks, and I just think it's going to take the Bulls a while to get meshed. You know, so I I I think I would put Bulls in at eight, and then Knicks at seven. Like I think the Knicks overperformed a bit last year, but not enough for me to drop them all the way down to eight. Yeah. I'm, it all comes down for, for this right here. It all comes down to Julius Randall. Uh, he did not show up in the playoffs at all. Um, and whatever he did over this off season is going to decide where the Knicks go. If, if, yeah, like if he's the kind of player where when, when he gets beat down, he, he works twice as hard and, and pulls himself out. Then, the Knicks might be a home court advantage team in the playoffs again, like they were last year. Um, but I, I don't know. I didn't see much of that from him in the playoffs. Obviously there's been a whole off season between then and now, and that's why I'm putting him in the play in. But uh, I like the Knicks a little bit higher. Like you said, just because I don't know how Randall's going to come back after yeah. that playoff defeat. We've seen performance from them while we haven't seen it from the Bulls. So I'm much more willing to go with the what we've seen versus the unknown. Um, but you're totally right. Like that playoff series was atrocious. And we'll we'll get to the Hawks here in a minute. But I, I think we're probably both in agreement. We we don't think the Celtics are a play-in team, but we're pretty confident. I'm gonna put them at six. Like 
you need Schroeder to show, show up this year. You've made some moves. Like getting rid of Kemba Walker was a big positive, even though you had to give up some a pick or two to pull that off. But the Celtics just need to prove to me that they're that they're good. You know that they're actually. Yeah. And they have the new coach. They have the new general manager. Or, or wait, did Stevens go to general manager or did he go to president? I think he went to president. Honestly, I'm not sure what the, like in the media, they talk about those roles almost the same. Like when Daryl Morey yeah. went to the 76ers, all of a sudden they talk about him like he's the general manager, even though he's not. Yeah, no, that's true. Not Not really a big difference, but... I am more inclined to put the Celtics down at six. I just feel like they consistently underperform and they need to show me a lot more before I put them higher up. Yeah. Jason Tatum needs an MVP season to be a top four team in the East. Yeah. Okay. So, so now we're left with our top five teams. Uh, some of these, I don't like, cause the Celtics are, they have some really good talent, but, they haven't shown that they can turn that into wins even in the regular season. Um, we have some teams who like going into last season, I would have never thought them to be like top five teams. And like the Hawks, I didn't think much of them until that playoff run. And obviously that I don't want to put too much weight on the playoff run. Cause this is a regular season ranking that we're doing. And also the heat, even though they were in the finals in the bubble, like looking at them the season after that, they just really weren't looking like that great of a team, but I don't know, like looking at Jimmy Butler had ranked. those injury issues, you know, and mm-hmm. they had a lot of players who had to sit out due to close contact COVID stuff. But, so, and they're coming back basically the same core. They haven't had a ton of changes. Yeah. Uh, they've been together. They've been to a finals already. And you know, Jimmy Butler wants to get that ring. So, I think he's going to play out. He and his numbers. He's one of those players that his box score doesn't really show everything. He won't be scoring twenty points plus a game, uh, averaging the season most likely. But he'll be doing a lot so, of I mean, stuff. How do we feel like Kyle Lowry fits on the on the team? The, since, since that's like the real unknown, there you know, like. You finally have a point guard, like a true point guard. He's definitely aging. You've got him on the wrong side of his career. But he's still a veteran. and He's going to play, give you a lot of solid minutes. It's, I mean, you've got Bam Adebayo, right? It's Kyle Lowry, he's really interesting because he's not really a shooter. He's kind of like that same DeMar DeRozan kind of thing. Like, if DeMar has an open three, if Kyle Lowry have an open three, like, they're probably going to hit it down. They're not awful shooters, but yeah, you, you you can't count on him to go be a sharpshooter. Jimmy Butler's the same way on the Heat. Um, so Lowry brings a lot to the table. Uh, he's he's a great like energy guy. He's a smart point guard. Um, I don't know. Like I think he fits in with the team, but this is a '90s basketball roster. I feel like. <laughs> um, I, like, it, it doesn't have this roster in the 90s kind of mentality yeah like I don't think they'd win a championship in the 90s because they don't like Bam is kind of a he'd be a power forward in the 90s um, yeah. but like copy paste it and, like they'd fit right in Um, so I don't know I don't think it's a bad fit I don't think it's like it's not like a all of a sudden they're bumped up a tier because of Kyle Lowry there uh, so I, I don't think he's 
I think it's probably a net positive, but maybe like a two See, or three game net positive. I'm just really kind of stuck here because I don't want to just completely disrespect what the Hawks did because they definitely showed that they're a good team. Um, in the same light, though, are they kind of going to end up being like Portland was a few years back? make that run to the to the conference finals and then never really show up afterwards. Like, I mean, Portland has it no shown, but they, they've never repeated that success. Um, but I definitely feel like I expect Miami to pick up more extra wins than Atlanta. And I mean, that's four or five. And I don't know who I'm comfortable dropping down into that spot. Like, even if the 76ers fall off, I don't think they're going to fall off all the way down to five. Um, yeah, especially since uh, I don't know with the whole Ben Simmons thing, they're either like they're holding out for a decent trade, and yeah, or like they're probably going to figure out a way to get him to play, even though he's not saying that. So that's I agree with you that I don't want to talk about the Sixers in the four or five. I don't know, maybe the four, but I don't know. That's a, that's kind of a fall for them. Um, but the Hawks Heat, um. I don't know. I I don't think the Hawks will have the same playoff success, but comparing them to the Trailblazers, I think this Hawks team is more talented than any Trailblazers team Damian Lillard has been a part of. They're definitely a lot younger, right? So you're not going to, I mean, you're going to see them have more natural improvement, I feel like, than the Trailblazers did, just based on age. I do think, with no disrespect, I mean, the East is definitely six, seven teams deep this year. Maybe not for a finals, but it's deeper than it's ever been for a for, while. For conference in my finals, probably. Yeah, so I think I'm going to leave Atlanta at five. I, I don't think that I can move them up this year. And I just, I mean, the Heat were one game back. And I feel like, while well, the Hawks will have some natural improvement. I feel like the Heat, as long as they have a healthier season with less COVID issues, that they're gonna move, they're going to get more games than the Hawks are gonna get. I think that's fair, um, and and I I do think that the Hawks are probably a more talented team, but I think throughout the course of the season, and especially now that they're going to like the NBA, like, Trey Young's one of those players like James Harden where he tries to get the free throw line, and the NBA is making that a little bit harder to do. He might have to adjust his game at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I, I like Trey Young. He's a better player than Jimmy Butler right now. Uh, like if I were to take him, if I were building a team, I, I would rather Trey Young. Uh, he doesn't have the same defense. He doesn't have all that stuff. Um, but I would take Trey Young. You may disagree with me, but I think Jimmy Butler uh, right now, he, he may not put up the same amount of points or, or, explode like that but when it comes down to a close game i don't know he, he won't be hitting the three but all the little things aren't don't show up on the stat sheet he's like he's like a much better andre iguodala uh and that's maybe not fair to say because andre iguodala was really really good before he started getting old Obviously, if you're building a team, you're taking Trey Young, right? I mean, you have 10, 12 more years out of Trey versus two, three years out of Jimmy Butler. But I, I, 
I probably take Jimmy Butler just because of experience. But I I mean next year or the year after that, like it's probably it's Trey Young's just gonna be a lot closer. So and here's where I'm kind of gonna bank something and feel like maybe make a push. And I, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna slot the 76ers in at four. Um and, and hear me out on this because there's the Ben Simmons fiasco. I don't think he's playing. Um unless the NBA passes some new rules, which I think they kind of need to, right? Like he has three years left on his deal, maybe four years left on his deal. You can't be able to force your way out of an organization and not play with that much left on your deal. Like one year left, we can talk about it, but the NBA should not work in a way where he's able to keep that money. And I don't know if the way it should be set up is if by not playing a game and boycotting like this, he forfeits half of his salary for the season up front, no matter what. Um, I, I'm not sure how to go with it, but that mixed with the fact that I don't know what they're going to get in return for him when they trade him. And Joel Embiid had one of his healthier years last year. And I just think after a short off season, I don't think we're going to see him having another healthy enough year to really compete. So I'm going to put him at four. And I think while definitely the Nets' health impacts this, the the um, Heat at three. Interesting. Um, I'm not going to argue that too hard, because uh, like I said, and like tier, I I think I may be a little bit more optimistic on the 76ers' future. But then again, I've also been optimistic on on Ben Simmons turning into more than what he has so far. So maybe maybe my opinions on the 76ers don't <laughs> count as much. Um, but I don't know. I like I'm interested to see it. I don't think the Heat will be top 3. Okay. Like like they're right there though. Uh yeah. like I, I am I I do think they'll be 4 or 5. And so if things with the 76ers go worse um and if everything else how we laid it out goes kind of how we expect it um I feel like the Heat maybe aren't a top 3 seed but the uh, other teams will fall enough for them to to slide in there. So um Let's put Heat at three and 76ers at four, which means the 76ers have to face the Hawks again in the first round. <laughs> that would that would those that would be a better storyline, in my opinion, than New York, Atlanta. New, maybe like people in the city really felt that storyline, but as someone you know out here on the West Coast, that storyline meant nothing to me. I just thought it was an app. I did not enjoy that series that much. Um, so then here's the thing, though. This is These are kind of two teams. Like, I don't want to pick either of these teams to get the one seed. You know, looking at the Bucks and the Nets. Like, I, I, I'm putting the Nets at two, not because I think the Bucks will get one, but just because health and resting-wise, I don't think the Bucks are going to fight for the number one seed. Yeah, like, well, I agree. Um, Bucks are probably going to get one. They did have a long playoff run won the championship. Yeah. But they like last season, the reason, uh, like the reason they weren't the highest seed is because they were trying to figure stuff out. They, they realized that what they were doing wasn't working. Obviously with the championship, the jazz things kind of started clicking. Like, um, so I think the bucks will come in. Things will click. I think they'll have a great regular season. Um, chances of them repeating are low. Unless everyone on the Nets gets injured or Kevin Durant 
keeps stepping on the three point line. <laughs> Kevin Durant just takes all twos. His shoe is magnetized to the three point line. Can't get a three pointer <laughs> up. Um, yeah, and you are imagine you know they obviously had the longest season because uh, along with the Suns, and then you had what Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis all play um, in the Olympics. So that's definite. I mean, Giannis is probably young enough; it doesn't matter. But you still need. So, like, I I would not be shocked. Let let me put it this way: I would not be shocked to see the Heat or the Hawks come out and get the one seed. Um, Hawks more so, but just based on resting and injuries and things like I, and but the but the Heat are older, so I'm not sure. I, I'm super waffling on these. I feel much more confident with my West rankings or our our West rankings, but I do think I'm kind of set on the Bucks at one. And the Nets at two. Um, yeah, well, like, well, like, and and I'll, looking at things like, uh, I agree. Like Bucks and Nets are the elite teams. I don't know what's going on with the Seventy Sixers. Like, throw them out. Hawks, they just went on a crazy run. They have a lot of talent. Heat, they were in the finals not too long ago. The Bulls yeah. just got a bunch of. Great talent. I think the Knicks got better, and and we we were both predicting that they'll probably fall off. But I think they made some good moves in the free and free agency. And so it's like we could totally see if stuff goes really wrong in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid gets hurt again, which is totally plausible. We could see the Bulls being the the five seed and the Knicks being the three seed, and um, yeah, the Hawks being the one seed and the Bucks fall down to. Uh, to four, five or six like, i yeah so you know like, i mean i i don't know what's going to happen that like i i think there's some really talented teams that could really surprise people that re we ranked in the play-in games um and but i, I agree with you like uh, like I, i'm not like the nets are right up there the bucks are right up there and i'm not anticipating any long injuries this year and that might be wrong because the Nets were just suffering injuries all year long. But I I think they're going to come in and have it figured out enough to yeah. get a top two seed. Maybe they'll fall to the three seed if things don't go quite as they expect at the end of the season. Um, and they're probably going to win the championship. <laughs> I, I I feel that way. And that's kind of why I said at the beginning, like, if the Nets are healthy, no one can stop them. I mean, you have three of the best ISO scores in the league. And we, especially if it ends up being Jazz Nets, um, it's going to be hard for Utah because we've seen that if you pull Rudy out to the corner, the Jazz don't have good enough on-ball defenders to stop people from getting to the paint. So if with an open paint and without Rudy Gobert back, back there as the last line of defense, it's it's hard. So and we, well, and we saw how the Jazz handled a James Harden-led team just James Harden. Yeah. Um, and like Kyrie Irving can play that same style of basketball. Kevin Durant can play that same style of basketball. So how are the jazz going to, when they were throwing their whole defense at one guy and couldn't stop him, what are they going to do with three guys? No, uh, that's I, fair. And I mean, the jazz were a couple shots away from sending that thing to seven games. Um, yeah. Obviously they lost it in five, but I mean, the jazz could have been up three, two going into game six. So that didn't happen, and they've improved so much over those last three years that I'm it's not. True. As it's concerned. not really a fair comparison. 
I, I yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a fair comparison there. But obviously, it's not just a James Harden-led team. It's Kevin Durant, who's better than James Harden, and then Kyrie Irving, who's slightly not as good as James Harden. And that they keep that they've had what's happened with LeBron, you know, where you have a bunch of veterans going and taking the minimum to play there, which you you haven't had happen with Utah. So it, it's going to be a crazy year. I'm definitely more confident in saying in the West that it's going to be the Suns, Jazz, or Lakers who get the one seed. And while I probably end up picking 76ers, Nets, and Bucks, like I'm, I feel like there's a much higher chance of another team sneaking in in the East um, than in the West. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I I agree with you. I don't like we don't follow the East as much, so it's a little bit more up in the air. But let us know if you agree. Like, what did we completely mess up on? Please uh, we'll, do. We'll, we'll leave our full rankings um, down in the description and in the pinned comment. So you can just refer back to them there. I'll throw Detroit, Orlando, and Cleveland, just whatever order I feel like, because we didn't really talk about the order there. They'll just be the yeah. worst three teams in the East. Um, and and let us know what you think about the um, Fantasy Basketball League, if you want to participate. What are your favorite places to have a fantasy basketball? We're thinking about Sleeper and ESPN. Let us know your thoughts in the comments, and uh, we'll, we'll get some solid announcements on that probably next week.